guys and welcome back to the ducks and dogs podcast my name is mike here again with my co-host matt how you doing today matt getting done with finals ready to be done so it's a fun week <laughs> yeah i bet and i just wanted to give you guys a quick explanation on the podcast last week we had an issue with this music we have permission to use and youtube kind of flagged our video and i was out of state so i was not you know actively working on anything i was taking a trip and uh so i just got off some emails with youtube uh, email chain and it should be fine now everything should work fine everything should upload fine and we should be good to go and you know a whole lot has changed since that last episode was recorded anyways uh oregon yeah. <laughs> has hired their new head coach in dan lanning uh matt what are your initial thoughts I think it's a good hire for Oregon. Um, I mean, I don't think it was the best possible hire you could have made with some of the names on the table. Yeah. But, I mean, he signed today for, what, $4.6 Yeah, that's, I mean, it makes that me is, a little concerned that, like, were we just going for a cheaper guy rather than going after Lane? Or was it really because they didn't like some of Lane's off-field antics? I think that is, I mean, that's not a bad price for a guy like Laning. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I think the assistant top five option out there for us. Yeah, I'd say so. And I think with the assistant pool that you have left, like the salary pool, holy cow, you can make some grand slams there, to be honest, too. Yeah, you can make some really solid hires. Hopefully you can retain Rod Chance and you can retain uh, Brian McClendon. You can retain Joe Salavea unless you're going after Tosh Lapoy. Maybe, I guess. I don't know what's going Maybe. on with that. Every time Oregon has coaching openings, I hear Tosh Lapoy's name and I'm not tired of hearing his name. But... <laughs> You know, it's interesting. And Dan Lanning, you know, I, I do like this. Uh, this is, a, again, going to be a hot take. I've tweeted it a few times already. I like the Dan Lanning hire better than if we hired Dave Aranda. And I know Dave Aranda has proven more, but Dave Aranda was also, you know, just as just as Lanning had Kirby Smart, Aranda had uh, Rule helping him all the way through and, you know, got, got past a really solid program from Matt Rule. And, you know, I think both have different degrees of experience for sure like aranda obviously has head coaching experience obviously he's older been in the coaching industry longer uh has been at more stops has been doing it longer and just like uh venables has i don't know if he's been a head coach but he's been doing it a lot longer than Dave he's aranda. been an associate coach forever it seems like yeah so like you know i mean was dave aranda the ideal hire for me no that would have been lane kiffin but I'm not mad at this hire at all, especially if you do take the rest of that salary and dump it into the assistant pool and go after some big name guys. Like maybe you try and lure if you can't keep uh Rod Chance because obviously he's from Florida. I don't know where he's gonna end up, but he's from Florida. Maybe you try and overpay a Dante Williams to come be your DB's coach again. Or I don't know what you do, but there's there's a lot of options out there, and Oregon obviously has the money to do it, and they've shown more willingness to spend than they ever have before. Uh, for sure. For what it's worth, I know it means almost nothing, but Dan Lanning did kill his pre or his introductory press conference. I was listening to yeah. that into the airport on the way back, and it was it was really good. I liked his answers. Uh, obviously, Mario Cristobal had a similar answer when it came to our you know potentially leaving one day. So you, you take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but uh, Lanning himself made an interesting point, like. His alma mater is not going to come calling, and he's from Missouri. Who is his local? Like, who's the team he's rooting for? Mizzou? Are they going to pay what Oregon can pay for a coach? No, not even close. I don't think it's going to be close. Like, Miami's was close. Yeah. But, 
you know, so I, I think it'll be a lot harder for Dan Lanning to leave than it was for Mario or Taggart. Taggart grew up close to Tallahassee, Florida State fan. Mario went to Miami, played football for Miami. And then he's got his mom still down there and everything. Everyone knows what's going on with that. And so, you know, it's interesting. Um, I yeah. think it's a really good I think with Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I think with Lanning, too, you don't lose anything in recruiting, which was a concern I, if I you brought in little. those... Oh, okay, but like you can still Mario make the best home runs. Head coach beside Nick Saban. That's fair. I think landing too, though. Like you're still going to have top ten classes mm-hmm. easily, like with no problem. And oh, I think that was a big list. concern bringing up names like you know Will Cox and bringing up names like you know Chip all Kelly. those guys, Chip Kelly. Like that was a legitimate concern. And I think bringing him in, if all else fails, any Jimmy Lakes, the Oregon Ducks football program. I think you will at least, at least be able to keep your head held high. That will, that is done well, like from recruiting, yeah. like, and you will have talent still for the next head coach to inherit. And that's the thing with Jimmy Lake. You know, he could have been a bad coach, but if he was recruiting well, it would have been fine for Kalen DeBoer to step in there and have instant success. But now exactly. it makes it a lot harder <laughs> on a Kalen DeBoer. Uh, DeBoer yeah. might have a good season this year, but I think the next two years, that'll be a drop off after that. And then, you know, mm-hmm. fans are going to have to be patient because obviously Jimmy Lake fucked your recruiting. Completely. Yeah, which, I mean, double whammy right there. If he would have recruited fine, I mean, hell, they might have even kept him around <laughs> yeah, and for one more season. You got guys like Dave Uli saying, I can do better for myself. Uh, a, a highly rated player in the state of Puyallup guy, that's literally like 30 miles south of Seattle. Oregon, no, like 20, Oregon did not have a head coach, and the guys we flipped from Washington were some of the most steadfast in their commitments to Oregon. Uh, for sure. And... You know, it's it's crazy. You did hire the director of recruiting for Michigan. That, yep. That's a solid hire. Uh, we Huge retained our up. director of recruiting. I is, saw that. That came good. out today, didn't it? Yes, it did. I'm hoping Brian mm-hmm. McClendon is the next coaching hire that comes out. But you never know. Yeah. And, um, uh, I don't know if you've heard anything on it, but Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator for Florida State, is rumored to be Oregon's next offensive coordinator. What are your thoughts on, on him, if you know anything about him? I know he was, he was at Memphis uh, that's... with Mike Norvell before as well. Uh, yeah, he's just at Florida been, State. Their offense hasn't been great, but their talent yeah. is also some of the lowest it's ever been at Florida State. Yeah, Florida State is still looking at a top 25 class, which isn't terrible, but also Florida State is used to those top 15, top 20, at the very least, classes. Doesn't help his case all that much. I don't think that'd be a grand slam hire. I, don't I, don't th- I mean, it'd be an okay hire. I don't like that. I don't think that really matches the kind of vibe Oregon wants to go for. Yeah, It's not the kind of message you send when you make that hire. And I think it'd be serviceable. Again, I think talent makes up a lot of the gap that might be there um, in scheme mm-hmm. um, in that case. But, you know, it'd be kind of, it'd be maintaining pretty yeah. much. I would really enjoy if we made a, uh, a hire more so based on, you know, somebody who is a little more proven calling plays or you go and get yeah. a guy with high potential similar to Dan Lanning. You go get, I, I know you could put Dillingham in that category if you wanted to, I wouldn't, but you could put like Brennan yeah. Marion in that category. You could put Brian McClendon in that category. You could put, there's a whole lot of guys you could put in that category. Or if you really wanted to go steal an offensive coordinator from somewhere, you sh- have shown you're willing to spend money and you have the money go spend it. That Forbes list came out and Oregon was one of the most valuable programs in college football, which I think most mm-hmm. fans outside of Oregon wouldn't have expected. Yeah. 
I think I saw a list from, I forget what account it was, but it was like the 25 most valuable programs in college football. Oregon was like 13. I think UW was like 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, those are still some big dollar Everyone sign numbers anyways. Yeah. USC was one spot ahead of two Washington, spots. I think, which I also they found were two spots surprising. Behind they were like 15. No, that, yeah. was South, no that, was, that was South Carolina who was two spots behind us. USC yes. was a little bit down there, but that's that's what yeah. happens. When Washington was like 19 or 20. <laughs> yeah, definitely doesn't help your case there. And uh, in, in Oregon's defense, I feel like if you if, if you look at the years that that was done, it was 2016 to 2018. Oregon's probably higher than that. 2016 to 2018 weren't our best years. Yeah. We were That's four fair. wins, seven wins, and nine wins. like Something mm. like that. 16 and 17 were rough. <laughs> exactly, and 18 was yeah. promising. 18 was promising. So, I mean, you know... You, you could you could argue they were a little high. They they're probably a little higher than that now. I mean, mm-hmm. USC's obviously probably above them now with Lincoln Riley and that that move coming. You know, that instantly adds value with an instant value adder. But yeah, Oregon shouldn't sure. be settling on these assistant coaches. If you went and got no. a Dan Lanning, you need to make some splash hires. You need to go get a defensive coordinator who's who's really good, solid, and proven. Not Tim DeRuiter. Uh, you need to go get an offensive coordinator. You need to you need to make sure. It's a guy. No, Kelly, Kenny Dillingham We're, does come. At yeah. least he runs a solid offensive scheme. That's not fucking. Oh, third and 18. Throw it to the running back. John Donovan offense. What do you mean? Yeah, it's elite. It, exactly. It's it's <laughs> go find your Joe Moorhead, an offensive coordinator yeah. with a little more experience who can help you out. You can lean on him. You can learn from him. Uh, mm-hmm. A name I would throw into that. That would also appease the idiots who wrote that letter. Um, would be. <laughs> would be Mark Helfrich. He can't recruit, but surround him with recruiting assistants. He can call plays. Mm-hmm. We all, nobody denies that Mark Helfrich can call plays. He just cannot be a head coach and cannot recruit. He is about as boring as they come, cannot sell sand to a flea, could not sell water to <laughs> a dehydrated camel. Like, it's, he's not a recruiter whatsoever. He single-handedly ruined Oregon. But he can call those plays, were, so put him in offensive those coordinator. Those were some fun analogies you had there, man. Put him at offensive coordinator. <laughs> go get you, go keep Brian McClendon, that recruiting running, uh, wide receiver yes. coach. Get 100%. somebody similar to Joe Mastro, hopefully not Joe Mastro, who could yeah. coach the running back. Go Let Michael James coach the running backs. That'd be pretty sick. Do you know what kind of recruiting buzz that would get you in the Southeast, where mm-hmm. Michael James is a very popular player? For sure. Go get you those kind of guys. Go get you another offensive line coach who's, you know, rah, rah, most offensive linemen are, but like rah, rah, not five foot five, preferably, you know. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see that. Spend money on these hires. Don't go safe. Don't go Don't go cheap. Don't try and save money. You want this? This roster is ready to win. Go win. Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you guys have any news when it comes to the rest of your stat put together other than you're probably not getting Dante Williams? Yeah, Dante Williams is pretty much out of the picture, which, I mean, that's kind of a big bummer. I think that would have helped out a lot in terms of recruiting. Um, I'm hearing Junior Adams is getting retained. I'm hearing that uh, Malloy is not getting retained, which is honestly a big bummer for me. Um, D-line, associate DC. Yeah, Um, really good coach, really good for that culture too. Um, Gonna be a bummer to see him go, and that's kind of my first like head scratch of this whole process, to be honest with you. Um, but we'll see what comes of it. They're announcing news very slowly, from what it seems like. Mm-hmm. 
But changing off of the coaching carousel a little bit, as of like a couple hours ago, big transfer portal news for Washington, getting Penix, which was a surprise, I have to admit. You got Anthony Brown. Woo! <laughs> I think that a even if... Anthony Brown. I would well. I mean, last time he played really well in 2019, that was in DeBoer's system, and I think that'll help. Definitely have a better season than he did last year. But I mean, that's not hard to do. The floor yeah. is pretty down there for that season. Um, um, he's a bit injury prone. It's a interested to take. I don't think so. I really don't. Why do you take of all the quarterbacks in the transfer portal? Why is he the one mm -hmm. you want? I mean, can you not? Well, do you I mean, not think you can land another one? Well, I mean, Hayner was kind of the one you could have went and got that. I really wanted. Or could you? I like, think would out recruiting South Carolina have been hard? No, I don't think so. But Rattler's. I, I'm not a Rattler fan. I didn't either. want I, Rattler. I think he's a dick. yeah. If you've watched QB one, he acts like a cunt. But yeah. I would rather have him than Michael Penix on my team. You think Adrian so? Martinez is in the portal. He's better than Penix. That's fair. The thing about Penix is even if... It's just the relationship with the um, Bower. Yeah, I like the relationship with the Bower, and I think for Heward and maybe Morris Stout, he sticks around because Penix posted his commitment in Morris's jersey number, <laughs> which was interesting. Um, obviously, that was his number at Indiana, but still, not a good look. Um, you know... You have a guy around where even if he is injury prone, even if he doesn't play all that much, you have experience, you have a leader that can guide Heward a little bit, and he can kind of show the ropes to the offensive system that he has experience in. And I think those things will help with the quarterback competition. It'll help with that room. It'll help with Heward's development. Um, and I don't know. I just don't see there being a downside, even if he doesn't play all that much or well or is injured. This, this sounds like everything people were saying before Anthony Brown became the starter at Oregon. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Um, I, I, I like it though. Overall, I have a legit yeah. question for you. Yeah, it's up. Are y'all gonna waste Sam Heward? No. How confident are you in that? No. I would say like seventy-five percent confident. I hope you don't. He's really good. He looked really bad in the one game he played, but yeah, kind of got thrown to the wolves in that situation, anyways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a negative in itself, but yeah, you know, you don't have to play that bad. Yeah. You can get thrown to the wolves and not throw four picks. Just, Very true. Just saying. But also, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of other factors that played into that. I'm not gonna say that Sam, you know, oh, you know. If, John Donovan isn't there. He has a perfect game. No, like he still made some pretty bad mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they got him some playing time, which is good to get out of your system that early on. Who was your quarterback's coach? Pretty sure it was Donovan. <laughs> oh, that explains. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me double check, but I'm like 90% sure. On yeah, that. that's that's tough right there. Um, yeah. It'll be really interesting then. Uh, do you, what do you, what do you really think going into next year is you guys obviously don't have a, bowl game to talk about so like going in the next year what is yeah <laughs> i didn't mean to make that a diss but like no i mean it's true they're four and eight like what, they were not good <laughs> what is the the thoughts going into next season like do, do you think you guys can be good and i think so, with how the good i think with the talent lift on the roster you can certainly still be competitive 
depending on how the rest of the recruiting cycle and transfer portal goes, I think the portal will be more interesting for Washington than the recruiting cycle, in all honesty. Um, we'll see what will come of that. Obviously, I don't think we're going to land like every highly touted transfer by any means, but I think you could still see Washington grabbing a couple guys from the portal by the end of this Micah. cycle. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't, but whatever. What do I know? Um, <laughs> nah, but I think with the talent that's left on the roster, you know, you could look at an eight or nine win season if the coaching hires are right and are a good fit. Mm-hmm. I think more realistic, I would say seven. And I think disappointing would be anything below six, in all honesty. Um, look at your schedule and see who, who's like, like, what is your, do you have a big OOC game? Michigan State. That's a loss. Okay. Other than that, <laughs> there's not really anything noticeable on that out of conference. I think we'll get a good gauge how the season's going to go in the first game of the season against Kent State because they are a Solid. pretty good G5 team. Solid program. I think it'll be a good gauge because realistically, Washington should go into that game expecting to win if they're living up to any sort of expectation. Not that they did, not that they did that against Montana, but you know, here we are. Whatever it happened, you can't get bullied um, against Kent State like you did against Montana. You do that another year no. in a row, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that's that's a bad look. But I think Kent State's a serious test, and like, will be a good gauge to see where the team's at. They should win by a few more. I would say a few few scores. Who's your third? And then you're doing game? okay. Uh, Middle and I don't remember State University. Yeah, I it might be Eastern. It's some FCS school again. Eastern. Yeah. Hmm. The only FCS school I remember us scheduling of late has been NDSU. Yeah. Um, it's always really been Eastern for Washington and it was Montana the past couple seasons. We scheduled Montana. Let me check before. Real quick. I think we beat them by like 70 though. Can't relate. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see Ty Ashford or Butterfield with a competent offensive coordinator. Oh, they play Portland State. So not as Portland good of an State's, FCS team. They're still solid. They the big sky is really competitive year, though know. to be fair. Yeah. It'll be interesting, you know. Hopefully, you can blow them out. Maybe, possibly. <sighs> Hopefully. Well, what confuses me is that we put up fifty against Arkansas State. Why didn't we do that against the FCS school? Hello. <laughs> but Montana Arkansas would beat Arkansas State. I was gonna State say Arkansas too, State to also fair. wasn't as good as we all expected them to be. Which is also true. That was a letdown. Not that I'm super into G5 football, but they were good the last season. I think they're ranked at one point last year. Yeah, they, or something like that. They were supposed to be pretty decent, and they just sucked. Yeah. They had, like, what, one or two wins or something stupid yeah. like that? Of course, that's the only team Washington can beat convincingly. Hey, I mean, Montana made it to the the top eight, so. Have you hired both of your coordinators, <laughs> defensive and offensive? Not defensive. It's what? just Ryan Grubb. Any chance you can get Jimmy Lake to come be your DC? <laughs> I keep joking about that Jimmy Lake's going to go to Oregon as the DC and then just make everyone I, look stupid. <laughs> I, could, I could honestly in a couple of years see him being our DBs coach. It just seems fitting for the yeah. universe with Oregon and Washington and It would Jimmy be Lake. so it would be so cosmically ironic that uh-huh. like it would just be perfect. <laughs> our DBs coach leaves becomes your head coach. Your head coach leaves becomes our DBs coach. <laughs> 
That's how it That's works. just the cycle. You know, I do well, also... if you just base it on last season, yeah. <laughs> let me let me give credit to uh, one last one last shred of you know hyping up Mario Cristobal. Mm-hmm. His staff is getting a lot of head coaching jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Nevada, Akron. You got UNLV. You got like. It's really cool to see. And if if uh, what's his name wasn't doing so good at Wazoo, probably another one gets that. Joe Moorhead mm-hmm. probably gets that, and you could see a Mastro getting Akron or something like that. Like, I wouldn't yeah. be that shocked if Mastro somehow still found himself with a head coaching job somewhere. I could see it. So it's 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 really cool to see all of his hires having been solid enough to get head coaching jobs. How Marcus Arroyo got a head coaching job is beyond me, but he did. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> good for him. I, I wish him. he could be solid at uh, UNLV, but he is not good. He can recruit, mm-hmm. so he just needs yeah. to make solid hires. And he yeah, fine, needs but... to start winning some football games. Would yeah, that's hard nice. to do over there. They're yeah. dumping money into the program, man. They need to start they are. showing something. It's Vegas, man. How can you not sell Vegas? How can you not win in Vegas? You they sell Vegas. Get good but... and get yourself added to the pack. Yeah. I mean, that's that would getting... be their hope for spending that much money. They have to have some <laughs> sort of aspirations. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think their chance would have been with the new commissioner, but he obviously didn't want to do that. Not that UNLV would be a good addition in the next five years, but, you know. But now our only solid additions are going to the Big 12. Yep. Unless you pull a Boise. Or is Boise going to the Big 12? No, they're staying. Oh, okay. So unless you pull, like, Boise, San Diego State, maybe? Maybe even then, I think there's still a few years out from that being a good option. I'd rather pull like a UTEP. Really? Dive into that Texas market, man. There's so much. There's so much in there. It, you know yeah. what it does is it gets your coaches into Texas more and it lets us recruit Texas players. <laughs> if you're playing a game in Texas, you're in Texas. You're recruiting more Texas players. Same reason yeah. with Nebraska's recruiting. Like their number recruiting took a dip when they left the Big Twelve because they weren't visiting Oklahoma and Texas and all them the to play teams and recruit. Yeah, I'm still pretty confident that Boise would be like the first team they'd look at to add, though. Yeah, Boise would be the first. I one. think they they'd have to go pretty. F- they'd have to go down the list a little bit before they get to those Texas schools. I think, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's a bad idea. It's just you know you got to do something to try and help the Pac-12. Uh, the Pac-12 has got a lot of momentum, though. Uh, obviously, adding Lincoln yeah. Riley was really good. Uh, getting Kalen mm-hmm. DeBoer from Fresno was really good. Oh, Fresno State could be a team that's in that conversation, too. Forgot oh, about them. Yeah. But, uh, and you, Oregon just went and got one of the best recruiters in the SEC. So, you know, mm-hmm. it should be really interesting. There's a lot of hype around around the programs. And uh, in a few weeks... I'm we'll so be... excited for football next season already. <laughs> I think the Pac-12 is going to be fun. In a few weeks, we'll be watching Bob Stoops versus Oregon Part 2. Yep. Uh, onside kick every play. <laughs> I'll be excited it's for fun. that. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. go ahead and, and, and do some, you know, we're not going to give our scores or breakdowns. We'll probably break down that entire game since you guys don't have a bowl. We'll probably just dive deep into that one for an episode. That's fine with me. <laughs> As of right now, who's going to win that game? Uh, I have to say Oklahoma. And I'm a I'm usually a back the pack kind of guy, even when it's Oregon to some extent, depending on the situation. But I just think Oregon lost so much momentum, and I feel like they're already just looking to the future with Lanning. You have to tell I me think who's that quarterback. Yeah, I even. Uh, 
it would be fun to see Ty Thompson get in there, but in a bowl game I, against Oklahoma, I just feel like... I mean, he still keeps it, the redshirt. Yeah, that's true. I don't see a downside to playing him, but I also can't imagine him playing out of his mind. It'd be a good experience, though. I still think Oklahoma wins, to be honest. I think honest. if we play a competent quarterback, we win. If we play our running back at quarterback, we lose. <laughs> it's that simple. That simple for me. Use Travis Dye, man. Holy cow, please. Yeah. I also don't think Oklahoma is that good, to be fair. Yeah. It's not that I, I think just... so insanely high of Oregon. I just don't think Oklahoma is good. They yeah, Caleb I just uh, after watching that Utah game, and I mean, granted, they have had some time to recoup. They've had some time to get settled to the new head coach. Planning on leaving the program. <laughs> yeah, I mean that could do some good for them. But also, I thought the Oregon State game was going to do some good for them going into the championship game. Yeah, that didn't I don't turn know out what well. Happened to Oregon State? Anthony Brown yeah. decided he knew how to play football for a game, and then forgot. <laughs> and then forgot. Like, I still want to know where the fuck did that running out of the pocket? fucking 50-yard bomb to the end zone come from? Where the fuck was R- that? Russell Wilson held headass. <laughs> Where did that come from? Like, you've been regular all season, and you do that? Like, who the fuck Who the fuck are you? And then where'd he go? What happened to and him? Then where'd he go? Bro, somebody was putting <laughs> in his jersey. That's what it was. Mm. Somebody else had put on his jersey. It was probably, it was probably, probably. the other Antonio Brown, or Anthony Brown. See, there might have been Antonio <laughs> was, Brown playing quarterback. It was me, actually. Sorry. Yeah, Matt Schwaz was out there slanging him. <laughs> No, it was 0-12, 100%. 0-12. Oh. <laughs> Slanging them piss bags to the end zone. No, yeah, I was going to say the piss bags. I was going to say it's actually Wilbur. It was sabotage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Owen slinging piss bags is actually a How better narrative. How that game day is beyond me. I... <laughs> Owen makes up a story of something that never happened, and a lot of people would believe it, it now. <laughs> like, there's yeah. a lot of Husky fans who believe that actually happened. Yeah. Some people happened. don't understand that side of the rivalry, and it cracks me up. Oh, I love Wilbur and Owen. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they're doing a podcast or something. They are? That's oh, my God, please. That'd be funny as shit. We need it, bro. We need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a shorter episode, but, you know, Matt's got his finals. I literally got home last night. I am ready to go wind down. So, I hope <laughs> you guys did enjoy this episode. Matt, do you have any closing remarks regarding Kalen DeBoer, Dan Lanning, everything going on with our two teams? Um, Penix stand now and go Ducks. It's like Anthony Brown stand, but okay, go off. No. Uh, go Ducks, guys. <laughs> we will see you on the next one. And next episode, it will be four days from Christmas. Nice. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Go Ducks. The Bower is ass. <laughs>